Good morning, everyone. Today's podcast is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. Vaccination rollouts will have a strong impact in the demand for oil products across the globe, and aviation fuel oil is not an exception. However, it seems jet fuel may be lagging behind its peers due tighter restrictions in air mobility and the disparity of policies between countries and their vaccination progress. At the same time, the market is embracing the need for cleaner fuels. So what is the impact of these factors in the sustainable aviation fuel oil market, also called SAF? My name is Alfonso Barocal. I work in the business development department for oil products at Argus Media. And with me today is Florence Schmidt, who is our conventional and sustainable jet fuels reported for Europe to help us to understand better the big picture of SAF. Hello, Florence. Hi, everyone. Um, so let's get started with the podcast. Um, if you, what can you tell us about SAF production capacity in Europe and how do you see it growing over the next few years? So SAF production uh, capacity in Europe is currently really at, at minimum levels. Um, if you if you go back a few years, I mean, uh, talks about uh, ramping up uh, sustainable aviation fuel production in, in Europe has already uh, been a quite um, important topic in the last few years, but not a lot has been done um, until actually last year, 2020, um, when during the corona crisis, obviously there um, there was more momentum given to to the SAF market generally and how aviation would come out of this crisis um, uh, on, on the more greener side as well. Um, if you're looking at current uh, jet conventional jet fuel demand in Europe um, or pre, pre-crisis levels, um, it was around 60 to 70 million tons a year. And of that, um, we assume that roughly 0.05% um, is, is SAF production so really it's it's just at a very very small scale compared to conventional jet fuel demand um and if you're looking at um obviously the the, the bigger centers of, of SAF uh, production capacities in Europe we know that the Scandinavian market is the forerunner um in terms of SAF production um and obviously the biggest player in the SAF market at the moment is Neste um where they have 100,000 tons a year of, of SAF production capacity at their Porvo plant um in Finland um and then there is um some other further production plants um already in the pipeline to produce SAF especially in Scandinavia there is a few plants uh by by refiner Prem and ST1 um to produce uh SAF in uh Gothenburg um in 2022-23 and then there's obviously um, also some further plants in Finland um, to produce some more staff Um, but really if you're looking at what is currently available in terms of supply um, the market is still quite small. If you're going further south um, there's actually quite a lot of interesting developments in the Spanish market as well. Um, So for example uh, where you have the Hefesaf production capacity um, in Finland with Neste, um, Repsol has been focusing on on producing sustainable aviation fuel through a co-processing uh, pathway, um, and they have already produced a few batches um, at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, um, and they're also looking to ramp up their uh, production capacity of SAV this year as well. Um, more interestingly, um, 
Repsol is also looking to produce SAF through the HEFA, um, HEFA SAF pathway. Um, and they're looking to produce roughly uh, 50,000 tons a year of SAF by 2023. So obviously there's still um, a few more years to come until we see really a production uptake there. But um, in the Spanish market, there's quite a few um, capacity plants already in the pipeline. If you go to the more traditional uh, trading and refining hub, the ARA, um, there's quite a lot of plants there as well um, in terms of uh, SAF production. I mean, we know that Neste is looking to expand uh, their SAF production in Rotterdam as well and looking to produce roughly five, five, uh, 450,000 um, tons a year of SAF by 2023 at the Rotterdam plant. Um, and then there's obviously also biofuels producer Sky Energy, uh, which is looking to set up a plant in Delftstyle in the Netherlands, um, looking to produce roughly 100,000 tons of SAF by 2022-23, depending on um, that plant will come online. And then, of course, um, there's much more uh, smaller capacity plants already on the way in the UK as well, in France, um, in Germany and Italy um, for varying uh, volumes of, of SAF production. But the interesting thing to highlight here is that we see a variety of uh, production pathways um, being planned. So obviously people are looking to um, really scale up SAF production, no matter what the, the actual production um, process is. So while um, in the near term, people are looking to scale up HEFA SAF production, um, we, we've seen uh, quite a lot of momentum in the power to liquid uh, SAF production as well, especially in the German market. Um, we know that there's been quite a few announcements um, already in, re in recent weeks to produce SAF uh, from the power to liquid pathway. And the latest one uh, being Shell, um, having announced that they're looking to produce this synthetic sustainable aviation fuel from their vesseling refinery um, as of 2025, 26, depending on when they get their financing. Um, and also there they've announced to, to produce roughly 100,000 tons of um, sustainable aviation fuel and potentially bio-NAFTA um, from that plant as well. So even though as of this year, 2021, uh, production capacities are still quite low, um, there's a lot underway to really increase um, that production. And um, according to, to Argus assessments on, on what kind of plants are coming online and what their volumes are, we expect to see around um, between uh, 1.7 to 2 million um, tons a year of SAF production by 2025-26. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Flo. I mean, it's very, very detailed. Uh, it seems that there is a big number of projects uh, in place. So um, what will you say that then is driving the uptake of SAF in Europe? So I think... Um, Currently, there's there's two things really that are driving the uptake of SAF in Europe. Um, one of the major issues with um, driving that uptake is obviously the price of SAF. So SAF um, has a very um, high price premium over conventional jet fuel. And given that the situation that airlines are in at the moment, obviously, it's not, not on their priority list. Um, in the short term, we'll expect to see more blending mandates um, in the European market, which will force suppliers to um, produce a certain percentage of, of sustainable aviation fuel in their conventional fuel mix as well. Um, 
and which which will largely increase um, the demand uh, of SAF in, in certain markets. So we know, for example, in Norway, we already have a 0.5% landing requirement in place since the beginning of last year. Um, and that will gradually increase to 30% by 2030. Um, and quite a lot of the demand in that market was driven by that mandate. And that's obviously also um, looking at a time where where the COVID crisis has decimated demand entirely and, and put a lot of airlines into, into financial struggles. Um, so not they won't necessarily buy SAV if they don't have to. Um, but we really see these planning mandates um, giving a big push to, to markets on the demand side. And um, the next mandate that is to come into place at the middle of this year is the Swedish um, GHG reduction mandate of 0.8%, uh, which roughly equivalates to a um, 1% landing mandate this year, which will then gradually rise to 27% by 2030. Um, and then obviously there's a, a lot of uh, other landing mandates in the pipeline as well. Uh, we know that Finland has one, a 30% land by 2035. And then there's a few um, announcements from the German market and the French market. They're also looking to blend between 0.5 and 1% um, in the next two years. And, and obviously all these, these requirements will gradually increase um, to 2030, 20, roughly uh, between 20, 20 and 50% uh, blend requirements. Um, interesting thing to note here as well, obviously some of these Mandates, um, they differ in terms of what kind of SAF can be used um, to fulfill the mandate um, and which obviously also results in different kind of production facilities being built in these countries to meet those mandates. I think in the long term, um, another push for SAF uptake outside of the mandates is the, the airline's increasingly green agenda um, at a time as well um, as a lot of them have received bailout packages as well and trying to to kind of ride the green wave. And um, a lot of airlines in Europe um, already have commitments in place with fuel suppliers or resellers of, of sustainable aviation fuel for the next uh, five to 10 years um, to really offset um, the emissions from their fuel burn. So if you look at um, Scandinavian airline SAS, for example, they have partnered with Givo in the US um, to lift a total of 15,000 tons a year of SAF by 2024. Um, British Airways, on the other hand, for example, has partnered with Lanzajet to lift um, SAF as well from the US um, by 2022-23. So there's a lot of those agreements in place as well, um, which will increase the demand um, from airlines, um, but it's more of a, a, a long-term thing, really. Um, and until then, we will also see a change in, in the price price of SAF. Um, and this actually brings me to my question to you, Alfonso. Um, how, how do you see the market currently pricing SAF and how do you think it differs from conventional jet fuel prices? Um, well, when pricing SAF, the... Um the obvious difference uh, with the fossil fuels is uh, is the feedstocks and as well as uh, the different technology pathways that they're being uh, put in place to produce or that they will be put in place to produce SAF. Uh, this uh, makes SAF today uh, very expensive, as you already mentioned, and uh, not very liquid. So what tools uh, uh, does the market have or what tools uh, we provide the market with to uh, to price SAF? Uh, well, 
from a from a production perspective we uh, we publish uh, uh, a differential to HBO and and the reason why is because HBO and SAF they uh, share the uh, uh, the HEFA uh, pathways in some production perspective as well as uh, uh, their refineries who can co-produce and deliver uh, one product or the other. Uh, uh, at this stage, SAF uh, is much more illiquid than HBO and it's uh, more expensive. It's around, it's trading today, it's around $230 per ton above HBO. If we look at uh, uh, fossil fuel uh, uh, reference, then uh, we publish a differential to ice gas oil. And, and the reason why is because ice gas oil is already used uh, uh, as underlying marker for some biofuels like UCOMI or RME, as well as is very common to trade jet bases on an ice gas oil plus a diff. Um, for these reasons, uh, we think that is is a good tool for for the market to look at. And and finally, uh, the the most obvious ways, uh, the, the most obvious way to price SAF uh, is based on an outright price, a fixed price in dollars per ton, that uh, we uh, we update uh, weekly and daily. And and actually, most of the transactions. Most of the uh, offers and bids that we have received since we started publishing SAF are actually based on outright, uh, outright prices and makes a lot of sense considering the illiquidity and the high price of this uh, commodity at the moment, as well, uh, obviously, as the batches of uh, SAF uh, are, are small, uh, there, is, there is an obvious way to supply SAF, which is already blended with, uh, with jet fuel to uh, ease the logistics uh, uh, of the uh, of the cargo of the mix of the product, and in this case, obviously, the suppliers can decide either to use a common uh, marker for both products, and in this case, uh, it will be it will be a fossil fuel uh, uh, underlying price uh, with a diff, or they can perfectly as well uh, price differently, just uh, uh, to offer two prices, one for the conventional jet and uh, one for the SAF. Now, what we see is a growing trend to uh, price SAF uh, using uh, a SAF index, and and that that is for uh, uh, companies, suppliers, buyers that they want to secure SAF in the uh, future. So a good uh, way to do it, it or is obviously a, a normal way to do it, is linking linking the price of SAF uh, uh, with a uh, with a SAF index published but independent PRA. And in this and in this case this in this case the 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 supplier or the seller is able to uh, uh to fix their their price link to the market price in the in the future and we have seen actually offers uh, on this uh, on this case basis on on the on the argus for bra price and as that sustainable aviation fuel market develops, um, where would you say the evolution of the SAF price will be in, in the mid and in the long term? Well, uh, we think that, as you already mentioned earlier, what it will drive at the moment the, the evolution of the price and the consumption of SAF is, is the mandates. Um, uh, as you mentioned as well, we have uh, in 2021, uh, there's two mandates in place in Europe, Sweden and Norway, but from 22, 
2022 onwards, there will be other countries that they will uh, implement their own mandates, and there will be different mandates, and they may they may be uh, they may uh, look at different technology pathways, uh, they may look at different timelines. Uh, some of the mandates may implement a cap on the value of SAF, and some other countries they may not have mandate at all, which it doesn't stop them to buy and sell or to trade SAF because this could be. Uh, driving by the green agenda and by uh, corporate and, and passengers, and ultimately there may be there may be a EU mandate uh, to be implemented. So what we see in the midterm is that th this this different this mosaic of different mandates they could uh, generate uh, different prices in different locations, and even it could generate ARP uh, happening between between different countries but in the um once once the production grows and the market standardizes uh logically there will be the market should uh, should trend to use uh, the most liquid saf index available and and potentially trade at a differential to that particularly uh, uh saf index uh so it may happen in the scenario that as the production of SAF grows, the market can actually cope pricing uh, conventional jet fuel as it has been pricing it uh, for many years and using a different price for the uh, uh, for the percentage of SAF which is in the in the mix. Uh, thank you, Alfonso, and thank you, of course, uh, for tuning in to our Argus podcast. If you're interested in reading more news stories about the jet and sustainable aviation fuel market, please log on into the Argus website under argusmedia.com. Thank you.